Welcome to Walker Voices. I am Mike Putnam with Jasper Main Street. And I am Lauren Vance with the Walker Area Association of Realtors. How you doing today? Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, got lots of sleep. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm fresh. fresh. I'm fresh. Fresh like a southern moment. Oh, oh. that was good, wasn't it? Uh, you did get your sleep last night. <laughs> okay, so today's southern moment. I don't really have one to talk about. Do you? I do. I've turned into a disgruntled gardener. My hydrangeas have not bloomed yet. And they're they're huge this year, and they're very green, and they look like they're supposed to. They just haven't bloomed yet. Stressing me out. What does the little, old, young, southern lady do about that? I've used fertilizers. They're water. I mean, they're doing what they're supposed to. So I'm just. They're yes. limelight hydrangeas, so they do bloom later in the year. So I'm just wondering if this weird weather has done something. I don't oh. know, but I need them to bloom. You do, you do, because every southern lady needs hydrangeas. Exactly. So there you go. They're getting bigger. I mean, they're they're just not blooming. All right. Well, do what you need to do. <laughs> Okay, so today we're here with Paul Kennedy of the Walker Area Community Foundation. And I call Paul, Lauren, I call Paul the great connector. Because, that is very true. Mm-hmm, because he connects everybody with everything, your interest, with your passion, with, you know, all kinds of people. Um, in fact, Paul is the one that connected me with, well, I mean, when I first started downtown revitalization, I connected with Debbie Young Sanders, then connected with Dustin Beatty. Paul connected me with both of them, but then Paul and the Community Foundation, um, they were the first funders of downtown revitalization of Jasper Main Street. So, you know, total disclosure, Community Foundation is a funder of Jasper Main Street, um, and so clearly I like them for that very (laughs) reason. (laughs) I mean, right? Why wouldn't I? When people have money, they like you. (laughs) Well, I mean. No, but the Community Foundation is everywhere. Well, and, and they fund so many different things. It's, certainly, it's not just Jasper Main Street. It, there's so many areas. Um, and I'm just pleased that they like what's happening in downtown, and I'm pleased that I can do it um, because I've been doing it for, well, since 2014 when I retired from teaching. Um, and so Paul is here today because Paul, like me, is not from Jasper, um, but Paul's I'm from Birmingham, which is, you know, 40 miles down the street. Paul's not from Birmingham. And you can tell by his accent. He's not from Alabama at all. So, Paul, tell us how you got to Jasper, Alabama. You want the long version or the short version? Well, i got to fill up like 35 minutes of time. <laughs> okay. So whatever you want to do is what so you So I need was to do. born at a young age. <laughs> okay, not that no? far. Not that okay. far. Not that I far. am born. <laughs> Um, I usually tell people that I'm from Philadelphia, but in reality, I was born in media and I grew up in a place called Villanova and most people just know Villanova for basketball, but it's a a suburb of Philly and I didn't finish high school there. My dad retired and I was the last of eight children. So I didn't get to finish high school where I was in a private Catholic boys school I got to finish high school and a public that, school that in a, Maryland. You dodged that bullet, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I didn't know that I was, I, I was happy where I was. Well, another but, thing we have in common, I went to Catholic school also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but finished uh, high school in Maryland, and then in Maryland, University of Maryland didn't have what I wanted because um, by nature I'm highly introverted or introverted, and I really thought that a career in forestry would mean that I was just going to be around trees, trees and I'd never have to talk to people again. And so. And here you are. And here I are. <laughs> uh, North Carolina State had a great program, and they had a cooperative work-study program so I could pay my way through school because without that, you know, it just wasn't going to happen. So that's North Carolina, and that got me further down the eastern seaboard. And then um, right out of school, I took my first job professionally in my career path with Procter & Gamble in Florida. And I thought that's where they were going to keep me. Lo and behold, I'd been in Florida about six months. And they told me that I was moving. They didn't ask me. They told me that I was going to be moving to Perry, Georgia. I didn't know where Perry, Georgia was. Where is Perry, Georgia? It's about an hour south of Atlanta. Yeah, everything's in relation to Atlanta or Savannah or Columbus. Well, in those days, P&G, if you were in, I was in the panhandle of Florida around Sop Choppy and Carabelle and other highly famous locations. So they moved I, heard me of, up. I heard, I've been there. So he been went to from middle of, of nowhere, Florida, to middle of nowhere, Georgia. Georgia. Oh, well, it really wasn't the middle of nowhere. I mean, there is You're the world-famous Perry Hotel. But in Perry, they also brought me, actually delivered to me in the woods in Georgia, a young forestry graduate from Auburn University. And her name was Beth Hendricks, and she was my new trainee. So I trained her, and that was 1981. I was two years old. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> 1981, and we got married in 1983, and she was from Walker County, Alabama. And, you know, for us, we had lived after we got married. Uh, well, we were living in Montezuma, Georgia, got married back in in. Uh, married in Jasper in the Presbyterian Church here and living in Montezuma and there was really no reason for me to stay in Georgia. I wasn't especially fond of gnats and we were living in the Pecan Grove Yankee Plantation section of Georgia and she really wanted to come home. So I came back here and took my very first job in Alabama working as a forestry consultant out of Rabbit Town. Not uh, rabid, but rabbit. That's like, a place, rabbit, like rabbit, rabbit town. town. The bunny, like a bunny. like a hop hop bunny. Yeah, rabbit What's town. What's that near? Something new today. Um, it is near. It's in between Double Springs and Haleyville. Oh. Well, what did Beth do when she came back? What did Beth? Yeah, she stayed on the farm. We were living on a family farmstead in Winfield, and it was kind of our little Foxfire utopia. Raising goats and chickens and ducks and uh, a huge garden. And she did some forestry work. She ran a wood yard. She learned how to drive a loader. But after a while, we decided we both didn't need to be in the same profession. (laughs) Because as the economy tanked, we both went in the tank with it. (laughs) So she commuted from Winfield to UAB and got her degree in education and got her teaching certificate and didn't do anything with it for the longest. The same day that, well, we were turning about 30-ish, 
and we decided that if we were ever going to have kids, we needed a little bit more financial stability than we had on the forestry roller coaster. And I had been into the USDA office, uh, then the Soil Conservation Service in Jasper, to see a guy by the name of George Smelly. He was the district conservationist. And I really was looking for clients. So, you know, and usually George knew who got cost share money. So he knew who was going to be planting trees and right. who was going to be doing forestry stuff. And I said, George, you, you, uh, I need a job. You got anything for me? And he reached into the trash can where he was spitting his tobacco juice, and he, <laughs> he pulled out a USDA vacancy announcement, and they had an opening for a soil conservationist. And you wiped off the tobacco juice. I did. Good. And I thought, you know, what the heck? I got nothing to lose. So I filled out an application, and shortly after that, I got called to Auburn for an interview. So I went down for that interview the same day that I was offered a job by USDA, Beth was offered a job teaching in the Winfield City School System. So we had that uh, heady discussion oh. over what do we do? Where, do we do? Mm. where we are we going? On, we stay on the farm um, where, you know, I have the high likelihood. Every day I walked out of the door and I didn't know if I was going to make a bunch of money or if I was going to walk out of the door for the next six months and make no money. So, yay for adult decisions. Yeah. So, after really hashing it out, we decided we would go with the USDA deal. Okay. So, so back up a little bit. So, Beth was your trainee. She was brought to me in a swamp in Georgia. Sounds literally. like mail order kind of thing going on there. I'm, yeah. I'm well, <laughs> it, it wasn't like, you know, get a bride catalog. <laughs> they delivered so, her in the swamp. You stayed together how many years now? Um, we stayed in hotels together um, <laughs> for a couple of years before we got married. I meant like today. <laughs> how what many you years you've been together? Oh, today would be, uh, what, 41 years? <gasps> Really? 40 years. 40 years. 40 years. Okay. She, if she hears this, she's Yeah, 40 she's, years, she's counting the years. Married for 38 of them. Okay. But um, we literally, we, we spent three nights a week on the road. Two sons. Two sons, one in New York and one currently in West Virginia. So would you say the training for your person in Georgia went well? I you know I think she she had the best trainer she could have so yeah okay. I'll never forget the one night though if you ever see her you need to ask about the night that um, she thinks I got lost but I didn't get lost oh of course she not. was a lot faster at the job than I was so we were tag teaming large pieces of property because our job was to buy two hundred and fifty thousand acres of land and timber and to provide all the wood that three mills needed in Georgia. So uh, we were looking at one. I don't know if we were looking at it for the company or if we were looking at it it's for one of our of wood years. suppliers. It's been a few years. <laughs> but she finished her share way before I did. And she was at the vehicle waiting on me. And this is in Georgia. And the sun has gone down. And I'm still in this swamp. And she's certain that I have been consumed by water moccasins and I'm not making it out. And she probably realized that I had the keys to the vehicle. And this is way before cell phones. Yeah, way before cell phones. So she hits the panic button 
and she starts calling for me. Well, I'm trying to call back, telling her, you know, I'm coming, I'm on my way. But she doesn't get that part of it. So she goes into the woods to rescue me. And then she gets lost. Oh, so She can't find her way out of the swamp. And I'm, I'm looking at my compass because we ran compass lines. And, you know, all you got to do is follow the compass. And, and one of the things about the compasses we're using is, you know, it's got a flip top on it. It's got a little mirror, you know, it's it's pretty nice little hand compass. But it also has these phosphorescent markers on it that glow in the dark. dark yeah. And she's lost in the in the swamp and she's panicking because she doesn't know which way's out. And the vehicle's not very far if she goes in a straight line. But if she doesn't go in a straight line, she's gonna be walking for miles in the swamp and not getting out. And I kept looking at my compass and just telling her to look at her compass. And that's when she harshly shared some words about it's dark. (laughs) (laughs) Beth sharing harsh words. Imagine that. And I told her, look at your compass, go west. And I'm waiting out here in the pasture. So I got in trouble for that one. But she was was better at the job than I was. So I guess I trained her right. Yeah, you did a good job of training. So if... I mean, you must have done a really good job because you in, you got out of the woods. Beth got out of the woods. Mm-hmm. I know who you are in Jasper, president of Community Foundation. Yeah. Um, so how did you get from the swamp full of water moccasins to the Walker Area Community Foundation? Well, we decided to trade water moccasins in for timber <laughs> rattlers I was, and, and copper I was waiting heads. for that analogy, but I was just going to let that No, so when we left the farm, um, we were married at the farm, uh, married in Jasper, lived at the farm, but when we left the farm, we went, I had no idea where this place was. We went to, to Dothan, um, not to Dothan, I'm sorry, New Brockton, and I'll tell you about Dothan in a second. But we moved to New Brockton. I didn't know where Coffee County was. And we rented a house on the main drag in New Brockton. And I went to work for USDA. And Beth, it was too late for her to get a teaching job for that school year. What did she teach? What did she teach? Mm -hmm. She taught science, um, especially AP biology and anatomy. And she also taught environmental science. She loves to teach. And she's very, very good at it. But she didn't have a teaching job when we were in New Brockton. So she went. Um, we heard that there was a, a temporary position in Dothan with USDA. Mm-hmm. And she became a technician, a soil conservation technician. So she laid out an awful lot of terrace and drainage systems for peanut farms in the Wiregrass area. Meanwhile, I was being trained as a soil conservationist. They told me that we'd be in New Brockton about three years. And I'll I'll tell you my first story about New Brockton if you want to hear it. Of course. Of course. And anybody from New Brockton wants to hear it. Oh, everybody from New Brockton want to hear this. So I'm I'm working for the USDA, right? Federal employee. Mm -hmm. And there is a smart-alecky guy there named Jimmy. And Jimmy tells me that because I am a USDA employee, that with my government ID, I can go up in the um, in the Bowl Weevil Monument for free. In 
Enterprise. In Enterprise. And I had seen the Vulcan in Birmingham. So, you know, I'm thinking, this thing's pretty cool. <laughs> so I drive to downtown Enterprise because I got my official ID card and I'm getting in for free because, you know, I'm cheap. <laughs> Paul <laughs> is really notoriously cheap. cheap, yes. <laughs> so I get down there and I find out that the bowl weevil is about the size of a nice punch bowl and it's on top of a statue of a lady who the whole thing is not eight feet high. Right. So there's no going up in it, and I just, um, Jimmy Tucker just pulled the wool over my eyes. So you get what you pay for. Yeah, well, I, I got my free trip. Hi, this is Jennifer Coron, co-host of Left on Red, the Daily Mountain Eagles political podcast, and we're glad to welcome Bevel State Community College as a sponsor. Your story starts at Bevel State Community College. Whether you're just starting out or starting over, Bevel State has an opportunity that is right for you. With five locations serving seven counties, you don't have to go far to start your own success story. Plus, with tuition lower than four-year colleges, you won't need to spend more for a great education. Visit them online at bscc.edu to learn about your options for seamless academic transfer and high-demand career tech and health science offerings. Let them help you tell your story. Before they transitioned to peanut farming, everything down there was cotton and the boll weevil came and decimated the cotton That's crop. Right. And as they were trying to figure out, you know, how they were going to recover from that, they started planting peanuts and the boll weevil doesn't bother the peanuts. So people made a fortune growing peanuts. So backing up the bus a little bit. So Beth, your wife, was a science teacher and she taught here in the Jasper City School System. She eventually, eventually, but in the in the timeline that we're in right now, she has not taught yet. Oh, okay. All right. She did her student teaching practicum, but she had never taught in a classroom. That's another interesting story. See, when we moved, I don't know, seven times to with USDA, if you want to promote, you move. So when we got to New Brockton, I told you they were going to keep me there three years. Well, it was 18 months, 19 months later, they told me that we're going to move, and they told us both that we're going to move. Beth and I both got called to the big dog's office, same time, same day, and he said, get out your OF-67. That was your official calendar. He said, get out your OF-67. We got him out, and he said, I don't remember what the date was. October 13th, uh, you and Beth are reporting for duty. Where? What is OF-67? It's the official calendar. It's the 67, is that like the, the county? OF means, in the government world, that's official form number 67. Oh, I thought 67 may have been the county number. No, 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 no. That was when they moved us to, um, moved me to Bibb County, and they assigned her to Dallas County. So, <clears throat> we is that had... Selma? No. Yeah, it, it is. is Selma. It is, it is Selma. Selma. Okay. And that's where her office was in Selma, and my office was in Centerville. So where did y'all live? Oh, you lived in Bibb Bib County. So but y'all moved. We did, we did the heretical thing. We bought a house in Brent. And Brent and Centerville are like mm -hmm. Dora and Summerton. If you don't know where they're different, they're different. Right. So we, bought, we rented a house in Brent. And then we bought a house in Centerville, and it was like the people in Brent wouldn't talk to us because, you know, we'd <laughs> betrayed them. Yeah, we'd moved to the other side of the Twixt and Tween restaurant. Twixt and Tween was like the, the DMZ in Korea. Everybody could go there. <laughs> is that a real restaurant, though? It is. Twixt and Tween? It's that still there. That is actually awesome. That's an awesome <laughs> name. I feel like we need to take a road trip. 
<laughs> to Twixt and Twain. Yeah, yes. you should. Yes, we should. But and and Bibb County's got so many interesting things. Uh, among other things, it is the Cahaba River is a big deal there. But the other big deal is the largest fish ever landed in the state of Alabama. Centerville claims to have landed, and it was a 600-pound sturgeon. Okay, so why do I feel like I've been here all my life, which I have, in Alabama, and you know way more about Alabama than I do? Partly because I moved all over the state, and we lived everywhere. Literally, I mean, we started in Winfield in the northwest corner, and then moved down almost to the Florida line in the southeast corner, and worked in the Wiregrass area, and then moved to the the eastern, the little protrusion on the eastern side around Auburn, because we got I got reassigned to um, oh Opelika. Did you go well? To- I got assigned to Tallapoosa County, and Beth got Chambers County, which but is Auburn and was, Opelika. Uh, well, oh. Lee County's Auburn Opelika, but we lived in Lafayette because it was in the middle. Oh, and she worked on fast time, and Not I worked Lafayette. on slow time. Not Lafayette. Lafayette. Not Lafayette. And I got in trouble for that too when I went in to pay my property taxes the first time. I went in there and I said so. Um, What's with the, you know, Lafayette, Lafayette? Um, and <laughs> like she, head spun? Yeah. yeah. And, and she said, well, you know, the county is named after uh, General Lafayette. That's and a I good said, impression. Do that again. Well, <laughs> the general named after, uh, I mean, the county named after General Lafayette. He's trying to sound southern. Uh, southern. And, uh, and I said, well... Well, I won't tell you exactly what I said, but it, the statue on top of the courthouse is a woman. Oh. And uh, it's not General Lafayette, but it's Lafayette and Chambers County. And their claim to fame, ironically, is that they, if you ever watch the movie Mississippi Burning, and yeah. this is kind of this is kind of a connection back to Jasper Main Street. They are what Jasper's Main Street was like when you took over, Mike. They had about fifty percent occupancy in their downtown. When this movie came to shoot in Lafayette, Mississippi, burning, they took all those empty storefronts and they decorated them and painted them so it was like. Lauren's Beauty Shop and Mike's Tailoring and Jeffrey's Hard Good, Hardwood, yeah. Hard Hard Goods, <laughs> Hardware, but hard all these storefronts were fake. And you know the movie left town and fake they it just till you make it. they just left them up. And I thought when we started doing the Main Street thing, that's I why I'm that. always harping yeah. about. You know, it's better to have even a fake advert on a window than Absolutely. to have an empty or window. Absolutely, do something with it. Anything that. Shows that there's some kind of life. Or some attention to mm-hmm. it. People care. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. you're still playing with the dirt and the trees. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. And then how did you end up back here? Okay. So in Tallapoosa County, my boss came into me one day, and I was terrified of my boss, but he was the best boss I ever had. His name was Robert Berry. I don't see you afraid of people. Oh, I was terrified of him. Because he knew exactly how to push all my buttons. And he came into my office one day, and they had had not done this in the the Soil Conservation Service by then had changed their name. After 75 years of everybody knowing who you are, they changed their name to the Natural Resources Conservation Service, NRCS. It's like, why? Mm. 
but they it's wanted the to rebrand themselves. Yeah. He walks into my office one day and he says, um, and I knew the history of SCS. Mm-hmm. 1936, um, the Great Depression, the Dust Bowl. They had multi-county units at that time, but by the time I come in, it's the modern days, and one guy or one girl works one county. So I had Tallapoosa County. Mm-hmm. USDA was seeing budget cuts, budget cuts, budget cuts. So he comes into my office and he, he doesn't tell me that I have an option. He tells me that I will be working two counties. So they gave me CUSA. But they paid you twice as much. They did not pay me twice as much. <laughs> We're talking about a government job. But I did. I did hold him hostage. I told him that I would take it only under the condition that he gave me two soil conservation technicians. So I had. I only got one and a half, but I got one and a half to help me work those two counties. And that's when Beth was still in Chambers County. And then I took a um, 1993 a position to open up in Birmingham, and that's really how I. That's when I get into the modern age, because I took that job in Birmingham, and I had Blunt, Chilton, Jefferson, Shelby, and Walker counties. Was that Kawako? Well, yes and no. Okay. Yes, I mean it was Kawako, but Kawako was not a nonprofit. Kawako was a board made up of ten people the county commission chair and the soil and water conservation district chair for those five counties. Mm-hmm. And uh, can I just put a plug in for Kawako? How kind they've been to Walker County. They've been great. And to Jasper Main Street. They have been great. Yes. Absolutely. And that's Patty Pennington and Kelly Johnston and Paul McCaleb is still the chair of the Kawako board of directors. Um, so 1993 I'm there. And back then we had federal appropriations to do the work that, Kowako's still doing to this day. Around 1995, it disappeared. And I went to my board and I said, well, the money's gone. And they said, one of them looked at me and said, well, shut her down. I thought, we don't want to shut it down. I mean, we're doing good stuff. You can't can't believe it. Where do we get the money to do good stuff? (laughs) And somebody told me that they brought me a catalog of foundations in the state of Alabama. You know, I, I went down to the governor, Arca- Lynn, the Lynn Henley building, Lynn Henley. the most well. beautiful building in downtown Birmingham. When I was a child, it was the children's library. Yes, but if you have not been there, it is a WPA work of it's art, beautiful. literally. Yeah. Um, Across the street from the Tutwiler. Yes, and, and the science, library, but the, the main library. They also have the federal records, and in that room is where this big book, it's like the Sears Roebuck Christmas catalog for people that are my age. <laughs> you know, for people that are your age, you don't get it, especially you, Lauren. But <laughs> Wait, it, what it, it does that mean, especially deal. you, Lauren? Well, I was I was two when they got married. Well, Lauren is not grayed out yet. You are, Mike. <laughs> That's because I get my hair. Colored. Oh, okay. Well, maybe Mike gets his colored gray. Silver. Silver. <laughs> silver. 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 Yeah, Thank we've you had very this much. Uh-huh. Anyway, so, so Okay, so this catalog has got like thousands of foundations and 300 of them called Birmingham Home. But the catch is at the bottom of every one of them said, you must be a 501c3 mm-hmm. to apply. Yep. We're not a 501c3. So I filled out the application. I, I was ignorant at the time, did not know that I couldn't do it. So I filled out the paperwork, sent it off, and 
lo and behold, you know, I think it was, it was like six months later and I'd get a reply that said, you haven't done yada, yada, yada. You've got 14 days to reply or your application will be scrapped or, you know, some words to that effect. So I'd do that thing and then I'd send it off and then I'd get another letter said the same thing for some other issue. It's like, for the love, people, can you not just give me the whole list of everything that's wrong right now and then I'll just fix it all at once? But that's not the way it works. But we did finally get our 501c3 status and for the next 14 years, that's what I did. But in the meantime is when Beth started teaching school. In Jasper. In Jasper. In Jasper. Because she was the district conservationist. She had the same job in Walker County that I had in Tallapoosa County and that she had in Chambers County. And today, that's the job that Daniel Goins has. Yes. And she was in that position. I think you know Daniel Goins. Daniel and Danielle. Daniel and Danielle. That's right. Yeah. They are my neighbors. I think they intentionally got married because they wanted to confuse people. Well, here's the funny thing. My kids, the boys, are three and two and... There's hearing a small kid say their name. There is Daniel, who is Daniel, and then Danielle is Danielle. So that is the only difference between the two. So I'm like, you can honestly just say both names, and they're both going to answer you. Because my kids love them, and they want to live at their house. So we share children back and forth. But y'all are neighbors. Yeah. You're neighbors with a lot of people. We have, yes. If you have small children, you should live on our street. Okay. That's the kind of street I grew up on. And all you had to do was you had to be at home either when the street lights came on or when your mom hollered. But, Paul, you were the last of eight children. They probably didn't even care. They didn't care. care. <laughs> they didn't know if I was home Well, that's not. kind of like the only reason we care is because the youngest ones are three and two. But the Charlotte, we're just like, yeah, it's, it's okay. They just well, go. And, and, you know, we, we, know we check in at home and then jump out the basement window. And, yeah. Stay out all night. So you're a trouble. I, nothing that ever stuck. And luckily, the city of Jasper, you know, they have all the new LED lights, so the street lights are much brighter. Our, our children are. love them because they can ride their bikes later at night now. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. But again, I got to give a shout out. He is the president of the Walker Area Community Foundation now. That he finally landed here. And they are a major funder for Jasper Main Street, total transparency. Um, but Paul, well, and Christy, but Paul, I connected with Paul, and Paul was the one that really absolutely saw the need. He's like, oh, you know, I think Mike can do this. Let's try him. Thank goodness I could do it. But I could only do it because I've got like hundreds of people behind me. And that starts with the Community Foundation. And, I mean, you do all kinds of things around the Walker area. You know, it's the Walker Area Community Foundation. doesn't mean just Walker County. It means the Walker area, and which is one of the reasons we call this podcast the Walker Voices, because it's anything that's connected to the Walker area. Well, my vision, my mission at the end of the day is for everybody to see Walker County as I see it now and as how I see it in the future. Because I tell people, and I, you know, I'll do it jokingly, but I'm dead serious. For me, it is the center of the universe. You say that all the time. I've heard that say many that all times. The time. But you know, and it's all, I've also heard you say this, Paul. It's somewhere where, where you want your boys to come back to. Someday. I do. 
I do. And that's what we're building every day, collectively, all of us, is trying to build a place that they'll come back to. And hopefully, Lauren, your kids will never even leave. You know, I want them to go off and see the world, maybe oh, even work someplace for a couple of years. But, you know, three to five years out, I want them to come back and change Which Jasper, is what I Walker did because County of forever. you. Yes. Because we were, Bradley and I were living in Birmingham. We did this opposite thing. We lived in Birmingham. He started a job at McGehee Engineering. So he was commuting here. Um, and that's how the AmeriCorps VISTA program, I don't even know how that landed in my lap, but I came in and talked to you. And the next thing I know, I'm getting planted back in my hometown of Cordova, helping put back the, the pieces from the tornado. So, Ten years ago. Ten years Ten ago. Ten years ago. So that's I. You Jack, had an office in the armory. Jack Scott created a essentially a cubby for me in the armory building as they had you know they had to move City Hall to the armory. He created the space for me, and I worked with FEMA and all of the other groups and Richard Rubel. Pete Gaza and yes. Steve Ostaseski. Richard Rubel would come in because he was in, you know he handled the construction with uh-huh. long term recovery, and so he, anybody that know. I actually knew Richard loved him, but he had an approach, and sometimes it was not always warm and fuzzy. <laughs> so he would come in with his list, and he's all you know <clears throat> upset because construction is not happening here or there. And so we would have our good, warm, fuzzy chats, and then he would go back out, but everything was going to be fine, and everyone was taken care of. But that's because of you. And so because of that job, we actually moved back to Cordova, bought a house, and the rest is history. The Great Connector. The Great Connector. And that's mm-hmm. when every time somebody, something comes up, I'm like, I don't know. Let me ask Paul. I'm sure he knows somebody. And you always do. And somebody will say, Mike, do you know? Mm, no, but Paul will. That's Let me text Paul real quick. Always Let me text Paul. That's, <laughs> part of that's because I'm, I'm always thinking, you know, if I, and one of the complaints I get is that I'm on too many committees and on too many boards. But... A, I feel like if Walker County's not at the table, <clears throat> we're not going to get our share. Exactly. And the second is I'm meeting people every day. I don't meet anybody by mistake. I just don't always know what I need them for. And it might be somebody that I met years ago, but they are the perfect solution to whatever's going on right in front of me. So I can Absolutely. call them up and say, hey, what about? The people that I met through <clears throat> long-term recovery – even FEMA and all those groups, I still end up talking to them in my current role with the Realtor Association. I mean, it all all continues to intertwine together. So let's tie all this back to my unhealthy obsession with Tallulah Bankhead. Remember that? <laughs> yes. Um, we, we give people, like we, we rate people by Tallulah. I know. <laughs> I've been in therapy. It's really overrated. Okay. Um, <laughs> It didn't help me a bit. Hopefully, my rating is not sitting on the carpet and sliding across the floor. <laughs> no, hey, that's no, Tallulah no. the dog. No, 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 no. Yeah, we're not going that way. Okay. Look, and she parked like, up because, of course, she's here in the studio oh. with us. I know, baby. Um, but uh, because Paul's the great connector, let's see. I, that was Tallulah. Growling. Growling. Um, uh, of course, I have a, a portrait by Bill Young, Jasper artist, in my home of Tallulah Bankhead the human. Um, then I have a Tallulah Bankhead, the canine. On How the do you wall. refer to, I mean, do you have like 
Tallulah girl, Tallulah dog. Okay, so on my phone, when the, I, of course they're when your from dog the top. calls okay, you. Okay, in my phone, <laughs> I have him saved in my contact. He is Tallulah's dad. Yeah, okay. it says Tallulah pup's dad. So both of those portrait, both of those paintings from Bill Young, right here in Jasper. His have, art is on exhibit in the Cenobis building. Right he now. is, and they um, they have lights on them. So I control them with my phone because they stay. Oh, oh, yeah! I like my I like my paintings. So I got Tallulah K nine, and then I got Tallulah human, and she is crawling on Paul right now. That is making me jealous, by the way. Um, but I, I don't I don't know. I I would give Paul because he's you know, community foundation. The so connector. so many great things. Uh, I'll give him twenty out of twenty Tallulahs. What do you think? I'm gonna agree. Yeah. I mean, and then I'm going to walk Paul out of his, here. No. You, and then we're going to talk bad about okay, it. Okay, Jeffrey, Absolutely. cut tape right there. We're giving him <laughs> We're giving him five. We're giving him three out of ten. <laughs> and I tell people this all the time, you know, like, we're looking for funding for this or, you know, this is an idea. I'm like, you need to talk to the community foundation. Because if there is something like that already happening, they're going to know about it and you can get plugged in. Or if it's not something happening they can help direct you in how to make it possible. And when or you start there may living, be a reason why it's not and there, Exactly. I was like, when it comes to funding and all the programs, if you're, you're needing like a Rolodex of information, I send them to you guys. And, and they will absolutely say, this is a great idea. We need to do this. Or, did you not know this has been done already? We yes. don't need to do this right you now. You don't have to, com- you know, no. Reinvent Let's combine our right. resources. So, anyway... Paul, thank you for coming by. Thanks for letting me be here. And, and I was real anxious coming in here that you were going to, like, try and stump me. Or, <laughs> I told you or, we or, were just you chatting. Know, get me to we say something to that I'll we're not wanting live to showcase down the rest of my life. So. The really awesome people that the Walker area, Walker County area. Yeah, no, we just want to promote just, Walker Voices. That's all. Yeah. All of the amazing people. We would never try to stump people. you as though we could. No, you're the person that we call when mm-hmm. we're stumped. So, so anyway. Well, you thank him fun. and I'll thank him. How do you thank someone who does everything? Like this. Thank you for coming. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Walker Voices is a DME Media production. Copyright 2021, Daily Mountain Eagle.